Hi, everybody. We have invited Dorina Arellano to come to talk to us today. She is one of the creators for The World Girls, a YouTube series focused on doing everyday fun and experimentation. Our topic is sex positivity, and I specifically wanted to talk about it from a woman's perspective. She talks about it openly and bravely in The World Girls podcast, Bitch Out of Water, and I'm very happy to have her here today to share her mind. Thank you so much for coming to the show, Dorina. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to see Eric and to meet. Uh, is Lori Ann? Yes, Lori Ann. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, and so we're going to jump right into the topic. And let's define first sex positivity and also what is not. And, you know, I'm actually curious to see what Lori Ann thinks what is sex positivity first, and then we can both give our opinions. Lorian, why don't you go first? What do you think it is? <laughs> okay, so I would say that it's uh, basically the fact that you're curious about trying things with your partner. So you're basically being very positive around like like the sex uh, with your partner, I guess. Does it make sense? <laughs> I think it's m a little more, right? Like I think... It's not only trying, but also not feeling ashamed to ask and talk about it and having no um, judgment. Yeah, um, I think it's about celebrating our bodies as a whole. Like, I think it's about, um, and not just our bodies, but our sexual preferences and any of our experiences uh, without any shame. Um, kind of like how... Um, how Yoda said in Star Wars, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> um, it's basically like, you know, we put shame on one of the most beautiful transcendental experiences that human beings can have. And, uh, and we, we're, we, we need to get rid of that in order to be sex positive. And so there's two parts that I want to go from here. So let's start with what are the benefits of being sex positive should we you know should we all strive to be comfortable in talking about sex or are there cons um i mean i don't think there's any cons to be positive about anything <laughs> so ex except for the fact that with being vocal about the sex positivity there are cons when it comes to facing backlash from uh, other people that feel that shame that we've worked on like getting rid of right like the cons just come from society telling you well i am not sex positive because of my own inner shame so i don't like it that you're sex positive that's the only con that i really see right um being sex positive in general and living your life in a sex positive way uh that's when you're really li living freely as yourself right and you really uh, know yourself and love yourself and your body and and stop all that self-hate that we've been um, indoctrinated with. Do you think you can we can be sex positive only within couples because they're you know they're more intimate and then not sex positive when it comes to friends because you know sometimes people want to have a different image on how the world sees them? I think you can be you can decide as an individual to be sex positive with everyone, right? Because you're supporting your friends sex positivity, right? Like you're 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 supporting the fact that your your friends can share their 
thoughts and, and sexual experiences and you both can celebrate the fact that you're both sex positive, right? And that you live freely uh, and in a freely sexual way. Yeah. Um, I, why, why would people then be so embarrassed to begin with to talk about sex? Well, there are a few things that, we, that comes to mind, but... <laughs> I mean, Eric, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's so crazy how many decades and years um, we've lived in different societies and cultures all over the world that have kind of taught us all to be ashamed in different ways, whether it's, you know, years of people wanting power and control uh, of their populace by using things like religion right like there's a there's a difference between just being a little bit religious and spiritual and uh Im imposing your religion and what you think religion is on other people and um and basically these people in power have been manipulating their populace through the you know these religious dogma um and because kids are born without shame, but they're taught shame, right? So so kids are, are basically taught to hate and fear. Like hate and fear is taught. A child is not born with these things, right? So, uh, so unfortunately, there's just so many cultures all over the world where those things are taught. Um, so I'm hopeful that these new generations coming in are kind of dismantling those things and truly living in a free society that accepts all of these different sexual preferences um, and self-love and all these things. That's what I'm hopeful for, but that's why we're here. And if you think about a country like Japan that really doesn't have that much religious aspects to it, they are still very, I think, one of the most, I don't, I don't want to say sex negative, but very, very enclosed when it comes to expressing sexual feelings and thoughts to so my my guess is that there's also there must be something like cultural also impacting people or influencing people to act a certain way and i think that's even more apparent with women i think women in general i think are even more like have more pressure to act to be the ideal woman yeah and um i think japan is a specifically interesting example because there's a lot of horny people there too. <laughs> there's horny people in every <laughs> That's culture. True. But if you, I mean, yeah. there's actually, uh, what are they called? I forget the term, but there's places that you go where women are dressed sexy, right? Just like in the US or other countries where you go to um, Hooters. The love uh, cafes. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so they're definitely like, it. it is like sex is a natural human emotion like i said initially it is literally one of the most transcendental experiences humans can have so we're all born horny right like we all are uh there's a reason why we have genitals right and and we have uh the capacity to have orgasms right so we're we're all born that way so every culture has that is just it's just that every culture or most cultures have repressed those things uh via different things but even even if you're you know i agree that Japan may may uh, have the culture of like women having to behave a certain way, just like in the Middle East or in other places. But that doesn't mean that those, um, I guess, you know, that doesn't mean that sex doesn't sell there in other ways. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to know like if you think that um, the porn industry may have an impact on this sex positivity and specifically for women. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good question because I think y y for sure for so many years, porn has been more catered to straight men, and then eventually there started being uh, an area for um, queer people as well as women. Right now, you mm -hmm. now you actually see in in most porn websites, you'll actually see everything from very you know heterosexual um, missionary style sex all the way to like femdoms and you know uh, women that are dominant over men and, and taking their own power and, and using that uh, and, and there's a ton of men out there that want women to dominate them right that that was not seen as something normal back in the day and now it is so mm -hmm. I think porn has definitely um, done really bad things to show like teenage boys like this is how you you know, have sex with a woman and you want to tell them, no, 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 like do not learn how to have sex from porn, please. Like I, I definitely reiterate that to anybody, yeah. but now, but in general, I do think that, um, now there, there is a lot more porn out there that's like actually open a lot of people's minds. So I think it can be good and bad. Um, and I think that there's also this misconception that women don't watch porn, which I obviously have watched a lot of porn. So that's a, another weird animal. <laughs> there is something that I always hear uh, from, let's say, somebody who is more conservative, that they would say that people who are embracing their sexuality, for example, like celebrities or pop artists who are very revealing, the argument is that they're showing just so much sexuality that it's influencing other people to be this scandalous at the same way. And they don't call this you know, this sexual liberation, they don't call this as something very positive. They, they say it's like, they're in, it's, it's just too much. That's what they're saying. It's too much. And I think it's kind of hard to like, okay, where, what is too much and what is not too much nowadays? <laughs> it depends on where you live. If, uh, you know, what's strange is that I grew up in Mexico and I was there until I was an adult and then I moved to the States. And what's interesting is that I thought that Mexican culture, as much as I love it and I miss it and I'm so grateful that there's a lot of people in Los Angeles that are Mexican. <laughs> um, uh, I love my people, but there's because of Catholicism, there's uh, a lot of conservatism when it comes to sex down there. So I thought when I moved to the States, that would change because the Americans were sold, sold themselves to the world to be more open minded. But when I moved here, I realized that Americans are just as puritanical in different ways. And and when I've had the fortune to travel to uh, Europe and, and other places, you know, you're walking around France and you see billboards of uh, beautiful women's bodies. And, you know, nobody cares that a kid sees that because nobody should care because it's just a naked body. It's just like everybody is beautiful and everybody has the same uh you know genitals like you like a lot of people have boobs a lot of people have penises a lot like it's just a body and there should be zero shame in it which is what i love about other cultures that they don't put any shame in that they just see it as a natural thing but unfortunately in the u.s 
you see this puritanism that's been going on for a while by a very my, a minority of, of, of far-right people that are trying to, again, go back to the point I made earlier, control people and via this, you know, oh, don't love yourself. Because if you love yourself, you're going to be free, and then I can't control you, right? It's like a weird psychology mm-hmm. that's going on there that they're using uh, through religion. And, because when somebody says, well, that's a little too naked, what does that mean? You're offended by somebody's body? Like you're, you're, you're putting ratings on movies so kids won't watch a man going down on a woman when it's a beautiful thing, when you're just basically a man is uh, aware of the beautiful power of the female orgasm and he's celebrating that. That's what you want to shield your kids from. But you're, a f- but you're, but you're totally fine with your kid watching violence. That makes zero sense to me. Uh, at some point, Dorina, I'm assuming, I'm just, I'm assuming that you, that maybe you were maybe shameful about, about sex in general. I, I was at some point and I needed to do something, you know, I had to go through my own path to become more sex positive. But I was wondering, did you do something similar? Were you always sex positive? Like, how did you get out of it? I think that in one way, I was fortunate that I grew up with a mom that did not make us feel ashamed about sex, right? And so as much as I went to Catholic school, my mom was not Catholic herself. So she never like imposed religious dogma on us. Um, And um, so I'm very lucky that way. Uh, That still doesn't mean that she doesn't get upset when I post a half-naked photo of myself on Instagram, right? (laughs) So so that's a whole different thing, right? Uh, but, But that's also because... I, I will, you know, my friends will call me up and be like, hey, I want to take some boudoir photography. You want to do a photo? I'm like, sure, whatever. I'm 40. Who cares? I'm going to die. Like, I'll celebrate my body <laughs> while I still have it and I still feel sexy. And it's definitely gotten up. Uh, it's definitely taken me a while to get to that point of not being ashamed of my body and loving myself. Um, because even though my mom raised me a very cool way, in the media and in in just in society in general and and in when you go to school like ki- kids themselves make you feel ashamed of those things because that's what they were taught right so you do have to get to a place where you accept and love yourself for sure it's so funny you mentioned about a body image of your own self body image because i think that definitely influenced me like as when I was a teenager, I was afraid of taking off my shirt at a pool. Mm. So I needed to like not only understand that, hey, you know, I need to appreciate my body, but also to understand like there's a there's an end to life and who cares? And once that once I started understanding that life, there there is a limit to to life. I, th- I, I, I came to the same conclusion as you who cares like mm. you know reaching you know we're all reaching the end at some point why not celebrate totally like our bodies are miracle uh, or excuse me our bodies are miraculous gifts that we are given for a temporary time so why is there shame put on that we should be celebrating it, the, these bodies we should be enjoying these bodies because we are literally aging and decomposing slowly <laughs> and we are literally all going to die. If you think you're not going to die, you need to 
think hard like we are literally all mortal beings so you i just think that we should be celebrating these things while we while we have them because it's a very short life what happens if you're like in a relationship and then you realize that the libido differences are very different because maybe one person is more comfortable about talking about sex and being more sex positive but everything else is fine I think that in order for any relationship to work, whether it comes to the sexual part of the relationship or every other part aspect of the relationship, you need to communicate. Like, the reason I, I'm actually um, in a non-traditional marriage, so I have a husband and a boyfriend, and I have to communicate with both of them every day to check in with each other and see where we're at in the relationship. And that also means that uh, there's uh, sexual preference uh, conversations, right? Because everyone's different and we all have different um, sex drives. We all have, some people are hypersexual, some people are asexual, right? There's all of these extremes and nobody's the same. And so it's it's a lot to ask somebody to meet you where you want to be because we're all different. So it's kind of trying to get to that compromise and respect of like okay well i'm a person that wants sex once a week you you up for that <laughs> cool mm-hmm. uh what you know and if i'm a person that wants sex every day and the other person isn't then you got to talk about it and figure out what works for you obviously i'm in a unique um nice situation that i have more than one partner so that you know the different partners fulfill different needs of mine uh, just like that works out for them as well, right? So obviously being in a non-monogamous relationship can help those issues. Was the main reason um, that you seeked out a boyfriend was something was missing or something needed to be addended or what was the train of thought? I've, since I was a teenager, I've never wanted to be married or be exclusive with one person. I've never wanted, maybe it's the anti-commitment in me. I've never wanted to lose my independence or my individuality. So I've always wanted Wait, to- Wait, since a teenager you said? Yeah, I've never wanted to be with one person how, since I was a kid. But how, how, are you, like, how did you get that complex mentality at that? I mean, I'm assuming you were raised in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, the 90s but how was did a you wild even time. Get to the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how look, did you get to that complex I, thought? Like, I didn't even know like that existed back then. Well, I didn't know non-monogamy existed. I just knew for myself, I didn't see myself in the traditional, like, I'm going to go to college, graduate, get married, and have kids, and that's going to be my life. I thought that that's what we were supposed to do, but it, that lifestyle never attracted me. Right. So so deep down, I, I always knew I don't think I'm going to do that, even though I think I'm supposed to do that. And then when I got a little older and through the help of art, right, like listening to everybody from uh, Fiona Apple to Nine Inch Nails, right, like like just through and through movies and, and film and things like that. Um, then I I figured out when I got to the adult age what I wanted for myself. And I was very clear with any boy that I met. I don't want a boyfriend. If you want to just have fun and hang out, like this is what I'm offering you. So I was very direct all the time about that. I just happened to meet somebody that I was like, oh, he changed my mind and I actually do want to be exclusive with him for a while. But I always told him, I don't want to be with you forever, just you. No offense. I just don't want that for myself. 
you must have known yourself really well at an early age then. I think so. I, I, I think I'm lucky that, that, that I did. And that's probably why I didn't have a lot of friends until high school. Like as a kid, I was a very quiet, shy kid. And um, I mostly hung out with my family. So um, I just saw the world as a weird thing that I wanted to kind of hide from. And now I'm out everywhere and it annoys people. <laughs> <laughs> We already talked about like the self-love and like the love you need to have for yourself um, to be like more like sex positive. Um, but um, if you have like one specific tip um, that let's say that I could actually use like right away uh, to really navigate this sex positivity, because I feel like, uh, and I'm talking for myself, but also for maybe other women that sometimes we tend to accept things um, we dislike just because we want to please Uh, a partner and we fear rejection um, so um, where is the line in the sand um, between like the sex positivity but also like accepting ourselves like you know all this work we have to do like where do I stand here <laughs> that's a great question because it's very difficult uh, I think I think living and, and sex positivity in general is difficult for all genders but for women specifically we were literally taught that we are the lock and that boys are mm -hmm. the key, right? And so we're taught that we're just there to only open our legs when we get married for the husband, and the husband has the pleasure, and we're not even taught to have pleasure, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's so mm -hmm. bizarre to me, uh, but that's what we're taught in a lot of cultures. And so I think as, as women, we have to not just work together to get rid of that uh, kind of like uh, inner misogyny that we have, Because unfortunately, women can be uh, also hateful to other women when when women themselves yeah. are being, you know, uh, yeah. sexy and things like that because mm -hmm. of our own shame. So that's something that mm -hmm. I've definitely worked on. Like, I remember as a kid, what Eric was talking about earlier, as a teenager, I would see, you know, uh, oh, the Spice Girls are being too sexy. Uh, I'd rather, you know... Uh, Uh, my kind of sexy is someone like Shirley Manson from Garbage. And so I, in my head, would define what sexy is and my preference. And then as, when I grew up, I realized anybody can be sexy and should be sexy how they please. So I had to kind of tell myself, I want to support all women and however mm -hmm. women feel sexy, whatever is sexy to you is if it means that Uh, you feel sexy being a housewife in suburbia? Hell yeah. Even though that's not mm -hmm. my life, so good for you. So I hope that you accept my sexual preferences as well, that I'm like a weird goth that, you know, has sex to nine inch nails, right? And so it's about <laughs> accepting each other how we are. Uh, and at the mm -hmm. same time, also trying, uh, I guess, being brave enough to to be honest and to love and respect ourselves enough to be honest with Uh, whoever we're having sex with, right? I think that that's very important is that to talk to our partners and say, this is what I need. This is this, this is what my sexual needs are. Uh, let's have fun and pleasure each other uh, because I'm not just here for you. I hope that you're here for me too. Otherwise, this isn't going to work, right? We just have to uh, learn to be vocal about that because a lot of the times we just kind of just sit there and I've had friends that tell me that they have an orgasm And because they haven't like told the guy, hey, like, yeah, I guess that was fine because you came like, you, you know, you got to talk about that. It's just it's yes. just hard because it's been indoctrinated into our heads. What advice could we give to someone like that? You know, someone who is in that 
borderline where like I don't know what to say. Is it just like being vocal, or is there something, something else that they should do? I think to just remember that we are all human, and regardless of gender, we deserve pleasure, and should want to make our partners feel the same pleasure that we crave. So, I think a big thing is always being honest about our needs. I think humans in general are really bad. At expressing your needs because of the shame we've been thought. So knowing yourself, like finding out what who you really are and what you want and what you need, and being and learning how to communicate that to your partner, because that's gonna give you a successful relationship even outside of sex. And I think also if you're that uncomfortable in sex, maybe just wait a little bit. You know,、uh, don't. Don't go in the big leagues just yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a very basic thing that unfortunately、uh, people have kind of are embarrassed to say no when they don't like something, right?、Um, mm. I, I've had、uh, female friends be like,、uh, "I guess I didn't like that as much, and I didn't tell him I didn't." And I'm like, "You, you have to, right? Like, you have to speak up and say." I'm not into that because that's the other thing. Like the hum, the 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 human body is such a complex thing, and especially like vaginas. <laughs> I don't even know what's down in my vagina because there's so much going on there, <laughs> right? So I gotta not only explore myself and see what I like, but I gotta be able to show my partner, hey, you know, do it this way, go faster, go slower. Like it's really you really have to communicate to tell to express what you want and what you're liking and what you're not liking. And criticism, giving criticism, is never easy. Even like at at your job, you know, there's a certain ways that, like a, a job, for example, like you, if you have to give a criticism, you also have to think, okay, I don't also want to never work with this person. I need to make, I need to also motivate this person to work with me. So there's like a skill, and how you say things and how you want things to be done. And I think the same can be applied to sex and how, and what makes you tick and what makes you. Pleased, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about the, the one of the most difficult things in in life is human communication, right? In every aspect, whether it's with your romantic partner, all the way like you're saying to your coworkers.、Uh, so that's something that we we all have to practice every day to get better at、uh, because we need human connection to be happy. So if we don't learn to communicate, we can't really be. As happy as we could be. Yeah, and that's a skill. Honestly, it took me years to learn how to talk to people, years to not to be shy, and years to be articulate. It's a, it's. I'm always jealous of people who can just lead. You know, I. It's a very hard skill. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank Dorina once again for joining us.、Uh, be sure to check her YouTube series, The World Girls. And their podcast, "Bitch Out of Water." And as always, if you have any questions or opinions for us, send us an email at asayivupodcast at gmail dot com. Thank you so much, Dorina. Thank you. Thank you.